Do that sound too. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I'm Randy Hale. So this is Horse Thursday. You know it has to be Horse Thursday. I think one of these days maybe I should make be, be a guest on one of the other days and just really throw people off. Um, <laughs> but I'm super happy to be with you all today. Um, I, my brain is a little bit going in, like, 50 different directions, so I apologize in advance if I start to ramble. Um, but uh, before I say hello to Cindy and Tiff, who's going to be on um, any minute, um, I'd like to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. Um, we almost always are going to have event co- an event that we're going to tell you about that's coming up that, or somewhere to find something new that Cindy has found in the back office that we all need to know about because she's the best at that. Um, so you want to be sure to write those things down when we talk about them because there's always some great things. And please press one on your phone if you have any questions, comments, testimonials. As you know, it's really a big part of what our show is all about is is hearing from all of you. And likely if you have a question uh, somebody else does too, or if you have a comment, it's probably helping somebody else. So please share with us. <clears throat> um, just as a reminder, though, we do need to keep it to horse unit with horses and really stay away from any kind of medical um, type questions, comments, stories, things like that. But as you know, that gives us a ton to talk about. So um, I don't see Tiff on quite yet, but I know she's planning on being here, but we have, of course have Cindy. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's um, a crazy day here, so um, <laughs> I'm going to claim the same thing with Rainy. I'm running in different directions, but we do have, yeah, we got a couple things to talk about that came off the Facebook page, so I think we'll have a lot of dialogue around it. It's um, it's one of those, if this doesn't work, try this. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. Before we get into that, though, I kind of wanted to, um, I just wanted to follow up on that strangles question that we had last week. Um, and oh, unfortunately, good. I still don't have a definitive answer. <laughs> Every vet I talked to, which was five, gave me a different answer. <laughs> so, but oh. we're going to, we're going to, no, because it seemed like there was nobody that had an exact thing. And even my research, I couldn't find an exact number of days of how long that, you know, lasts on something like fabric. Um, and so I, I got everywhere from, oh, it should just be a few days to uh, a week or two. And so I, I, I'm, I'm going to stand by, but everyone agreed with all of the other things that we said. So what I would do if it was mine, as I'd err on the, 
Kasha's side and I'd go two weeks. So I'd say two weeks, but I would also do all the things we talked about. I would wash everything that can be washed. I would disinfect with um, the chlorhexidine would be my choice, but any kind of disinfecting, you know, that would kill anything like that. Um, everything I can and then lay it out in the sun, being careful about the battery, of course. Um, and I might do that multiple times. <laughs> And that's just me, yeah. and I would err on the as, as cautious side as I could. Because the reality is if you get strangles in your barn, you're disinfecting, you're washing, or you're throwing away things that you can't do that with. Obviously, that's not an option with Beamer. I mean, we wouldn't even want to even consider that. Um, but so the best you can do is those things that we talked about and then and then give it some time as well. So I hope that helped yeah. anybody that had any of those questions. But, yeah, go ahead, Cindy. <clears throat> yeah, any questions? conjunction with that too you might want to use you know gloves or something and just you know for your hands just handling it because mm-hmm. sometimes we forget about that you know and I know like uh, when we've been in a place where there was a different thing pigeon fever but you know where we had you know a big um, you know container on the ground with bleach and things in it that we stepped in with our muck boots you know just uh, mm-hmm. yep. so just if you're handling the equipment that may have a contagion on it too, don't forget, you know, your own hands. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a nasty thing you don't want to communicate. But thanks for going to all that trouble, Rainy, for you know yeah. <laughs> your content. And then it, you know, that's not unusual to get people have yeah. different answers. So, yeah, I agree. Go with the longest one. <laughs> Yep, that was my point. I was like, all right, well, somebody said that, so I'm going with that one as my, my long shot. So I'm going to err on that side. Um, we also, oh, Tiff is on, too, so I want to say good morning to Tiff. <clears throat> I Tiff, I don't know if you've had to ever deal with any kind of um, contagion, whether, I mean, this one was strangles, but, I mean, there are obviously other things that you'll see at, you know, rodeos and things. Um, anything have ever gotten onto your Beamer? Um, I have seen that in the past. I haven't experienced it with my Beamer, but I that you mentioned sounds like just be super cautious and don't forget about your own clothes. I don't know if that was mentioned. Um, make sure you wash all your own belongings that you were wearing when you came yeah. in contact as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Just be super cautious. Great advice. Yeah. Perfect. And good it's morning. Lot- Thanks for joining. And good morning. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Great to be here. So, um, okay, well, we do have somebody that wants to chat with us first thing. Do you want to do that first before we start to get into yeah. some of our discussions we want to talk? Okay, perfect. Um, all right, area code 530, area code 530, you're live on podcast. Hi, this is Kate, and I'm calling to ask, <laughs> does the horse unit incorporate the plus signal? Yes, it does. It's always on. Always on. Okay. Great. Thank you. That was easy. Yeah, great question. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. And, but also a great question because those are questions that people are going to ask you. Um, and so always good things to know. I mean, you want to know those basics. You want to know the um, the frequencies. You want to know the intensities, the, you know, the microteslas at the different levels. You want to know that the, the, the plus is always on because those are questions that – the plus is always on probably isn't a question you're going to get from somebody who, but if somebody owns a, a human unit, they're going to ask you that. Um, and so um, just being, being set up to know those answers when you're talking to, um, 
talking about the horse unit, those are basics that you could, that everyone can know very easily. So those are great question. Thank you, Kate. Um, <clears throat> all right. So oh, there was somebody else, but they popped off. We lost them. Um, okay. So, um, Cindy, do you want to start talking maybe about what this big discussion going on, on, on the Facebook page and see if we can add to clarify, yeah. concisely talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this comes from within the last couple of days, this comes from a woman who said, I have someone borrowing my version two of the horse set. Her horse has a leg injury. She says he's kicking it off and on through his session, and she asked her advice. Well, we know IBDs are full of advice, and there's 31 <laughs> comments over this. Um, it's interesting. They covered a lot of territory, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you if that were um, I'm gonna take that from my perspective first, and 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 you know Tiff and Rainey can chime in, and we'll see if we have any other things that we want to counter uh, from um, the comments on the page. But first off, you know you know you want to be really careful with um, um, if, if the version two wouldn't have cuffs or boots. It would just have the single applicator um, that you'd, you know, attach with a polo wrap or something. But, it, it, you know, since we always say, you know, pay attention to the horse's body language, and if the horse is trying to kick it off, that's a pretty good indication that either they know it is, is that it's, you know, unfamiliar to them or they don't like it. And so, um, particularly, I would never, if, if my horse was doing that, I wouldn't you know, say, oh, gosh, I have to, you know, I got to pull a rapid on there so he can't do that. I would listen more to the horse. So the first thing, and, and, you know, when these questions are posed, they don't always give you enough details. But I would say, okay, well, were you doing, were you doing the, um, the cuff at the same time as the blanket? Um, if so, um, I would say, let's just do the blanket first. Do it on a program one that's, that's very gentle. And then, you know, uh, try with the cuff. It's on program one, not high. But remember that the cuffs are always three times stronger intensity. And so when the horse started to kick it off, I'd say, okay, that's all I can tolerate that day. Um, and it might be that five minutes is too long. It might be that you have to just start with one or two minutes. It might be that you uh, start, you know, you hold, uh, you don't, I don't know where this injury is on the front or back leg, and I don't know, you know, um, like I said, the location, but I would, you know, rather than strapping, uh, trying to attach it on with the Velcro, I would hold the unit and maybe hold it just a little bit off so it wasn't touching the skin exactly. It just might be that the horse is not used to the sensation. You don't know if they've had other boots before, but they're very sensitive, so the pulsing might just, um, you know, be too alarming for them. So I would hold it away. Um, and we know that the signal emanates um, out and through bone. It gets the further away from the, um, the source, uh, a signal dissipates, but so you're you're gonna even if you held it in your hand, like you know a half an inch off the skin, see how the horse would respond to that. 
Um, sometimes you could, it, uh, if this is a wound, and they didn't say what kind of an injury it is, so again, not enough information, but if this was a wound, um, it might be too much that the horse would, you know, you could put it on the opposite leg, perhaps, and just let it, you know, um, come at a, at a um, what am I trying to say, at, at a lower intensity through to the leg that's hurt. Um, I th but I think the most important thing is pay attention. The horse has given you good information and don't try and force the issue. Obviously, you know, I've had people where the horse may have kicked off the, um, the cuff, whether it was the boots or the V2 version, you know, and then... Um, you know, it can get stepped on, the battery can get ruined, etc. But the most important is that you want it, you want it to be a pleasant experience for the horse, so they don't, you know, um, they don't get it in their mind that this thing is uncomfortable and they don't like it. Now, some of the people that responded online said, you know, I have horses that, uh, or I had a horse that, you know, just any stimulation on the legs was too much, and that may be may be uh, true. You want to always rely on the blanket. Uh, the blanket's going to do this systemically. So the, the tendency is always to want to do something, you know, um, topically as close to possible where the issue is. But using the blanket to, um, you know, improve the circulation all over the body is still your best bet. So the cuffs may be nice, but... Um, I'm struggling with this because we don't know a lot of details about how and when <laughs> this was used. They were trying to replace the cuff, but I wanted to kind of say, you know, what I would do is reduce the time. I would reduce the actual touching and, um, you know, and just experiment a little bit, but don't try and force the horse. So Tiff and, and, and Rainey, what would you suggest in this circumstance? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's pretty much exactly what you said. My biggest thing is I, what I'd want to know is, is the horse telling me he doesn't like the beamer signal or is the horse telling me he doesn't like this generic whatever wrapped around its leg? And so sometimes what I'll do if I'm trying to decide that is I will put the blanket on, turn it on, put the cuff on, but not turn it on. Um, and and so then while the oh, blanket is going, you have that cuff, you have the cuff on there. You know, you haven't turned it on, but you're able to tell if the horse is just like, I don't like whatever this thing is wrapped around my leg. It has nothing to do with the beamer signal, but it has to do with whatever it is. Because, yeah, we don't know where it is wrapped on the on that back leg either, you know, how high, how low, um, where it is. You know, maybe even if a, if a horse is used to wearing boots, but this is higher up, like, you know, stifle, closer to the stifle or something, you know, but they're not used to having stuff wrapped up there. So maybe it's just like, I don't know what this is and I don't really like it. And it could be putting pressure, again, if it's a wound. Yeah. To, Internal yeah. injury could be and that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the other thing is, yeah, is it is it just not like the thing on it, or is it doesn't is it telling you like after two minutes I've had enough of this? So I would try to that would be figuring out a way to establish that is going to be my question. And then if you've established it's just the it's doesn't mind having the thing on it just at a, at two minutes it decides nope I've had enough then that's an obvious and and I find that I find it hard people have a hard time only doing part of a session. Like when I mention that to people, they're like, oh, like they never considered that they, that they, 
that they couldn't do, that they could only do a two-minute session instead of a five-minute session or, you know, with a human unit, an eight-minute session, you know, for, for whatever yeah. reason. I would say, well, just do four. And they're like, what? You can do that? You know, yeah. for some reason oh. it's shocking to people that they can, <laughs> they can just do a part of a session. And so absolutely don't be afraid to, to shorten that, that off if the horse is, is saying that. So that would be my biggest thing is determine whether it is just the thing on them on the on the leg that they don't like or whether it's the beamer. Um, and then obviously, yes, if it is an actual wound, yeah, that might be the the biggest thing is you're just it's not that something's wrapped on, it's not that it's the beamer, it's that it's it's you know if you have a cut, you don't want something pressed up against it. Um, so yeah, just what um, Cindy was saying of just holding it there, and then you're not making the contact, but you're still getting that signal where it needs to go. Um, so, yeah, all of those things, definitely. I don't know if, if, Tiff, if you have anything more different to add. You guys covered a lot of it. I just have a simple little testimonial <laughs> if you'd like me to share. I can relate yeah, to perfect. this on a personal level for sure. Absolutely. So I actually, and I've talked about this before on the show with Rainey and Cindy and, and our, all the listeners, but I actually have a mare that, specifically mm-hmm. <laughs> does not like boots on her back leg. Like she won't wear them. She hate, she does not like them. But I've worked with her and the Beamer, and it's important to know, like everyone has said, like Cindy and Rainey both said, that the blanket does the entire horse. And you don't have to use the boots. However, the boots begin where the blanket ends as far as the, the signal. So I have worked with her, and I've put the back boots, or the, the cuff boots, I call them, on her back legs, and I alternate. So I have one on her front leg and one on her back leg, and I run it at the very low program one, which is the five-minute. And it's been great. And sometimes, like Rainy just said, she will start to kick because she's super sensitive in the hind. So I will just take it off, like two minutes, three minutes in. But it's progressively gotten to the five minute and then once it's actually done she will kick like (laughs) it's over take it off I want it off (laughs) so it's pretty funny how she is just her personality and getting to know your horse and spending the time and if you don't have that then like Rainy just mentioned put the boot on sit there wait a minute start the blanket and see because if they don't like boots they'll let you know Horses are very receptive <laughs> to body behavior. You will know if they're having a bad day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. if you're a mare. <laughs> so, um, that's a little tidbit there. And um, on a side note, if we've ever really talked about this, maybe we have, but if you have a human unit and if you have the remote, I like to bring that with me. So if you have a client and you say, put the boot or the cuff, on a back leg or a front leg or whatever and decide to wait to turn it on like Rainey suggested and even Cindy mentioned, you know, holding it, letting the blanket go and then waiting and then, you know, holding the, the boot up to the leg. Those are all really great ideas. But if the client is wondering if it's working down in the leg of the horse, take your take your remote and hold it to the blanket and then hold it away from the blanket and then hold it down to the leg because it does. It emanates all around the horse, up, down, and around. So the blanket does the entire the, animal. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes and, a loud. And that is a good thing. Really loud. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so that's no. so two things about that. Make sure the horse is okay with a loud beep. Um, secondly, sure. that is something that I suggest to everyone who gets a horse unit and people who buy them for me, I usually, I have extra B scans and I just, I give them to people to have, because I think a B scan should be, um, something that you have with a horse unit for those very reasons. Very good that you add yeah. that in. That's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and what I, I was just going to say, I love that story about your mare because it's funny because you've kind of trained her to accept like she likes the beamer and she knows she likes it. And so she'll put up with the cuffs on her, on her back legs as long as the beamer is going. But then as soon as it's off, she's like, okay, now I don't want these on anymore. <laughs> I was only okay with it because yeah. I was getting my beamer. <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah. And the important thing there is you know your horse and you're paying attention mm-hmm. to what she's telling you, and you're not looking for instant results, you, you are working with her to um, familiarize or get acclimated to using the beamer. So it's not like, oh, just slap it on and, and you know, glue it there so the horse can't get away from it. You know, and that's, that's some of the, that's a little bit of the impression I got from some of the things he said on, on um, um, the Facebook responses from different distributors so um i just i I like to respect what they're telling you and and work with it you know yeah horses and and for the listeners out there and brainy and cindy both know this and i hope our listeners get to know this as well the more you navigate the horse world and horses in general it's all about trust so if you're not paying attention to what they need and they they don't feel that they can trust you, then yeah. how are you supposed to build a relationship with them? Because they can't speak. I mean, they they show it in their body, in their language, and in different ways. So it's all about trust. You have to really pay attention to what they need. And the beamer is really something that benefits them, and they know that. And so once they figure out that you're not trying to hurt them, because that's what they they're that kind of an animal. They you know, they're a prey, they flee, fight or flight, right? We talk about the fight or flight. If it's hurting them, they're going to run and want to in some way, not necessarily run away, but they're going to figure out a way to escape it in some, like a kicking motion, right? So, and not even necessarily meaning to kick you, just like that's just their way of showing that they're not liking it. So figure out a way to make it work and earn their trust. That is, you know, I don't think we have spent a lot of time um, talking on that particular aspect, Tiff, and I think it's really important that you brought it up to say, you you know, part of the whole Beamer experience is, yes, you're dealing with the owner or the handler or something, but you're also, you know, wanting to build a positive experience and build trust with that horse. Um, or or the owner will be wanting to build trust with that horse. And um, so I think that's really interesting that, you you know, you brought it up at the perfect time because um, that might be something that doesn't occur to someone who's less familiar with um, with big animals like this, you know? Yeah, and I like I, I've that. kind of seen both sides of that <laughs> because um, anyone who has horses and every you know and Tiff and Cindy probably know this when the vet truck pulls up on your property, um, <laughs> all of your horses know. <laughs> 
Um, yep. And I'm used to being in that truck where you have to have the horses cut up. Otherwise, there might be a horse you never catch if they see the vet truck. Um, and I get the opposite when I'm showing up with Beamer, where I have horses that will, like, recognize me and, and, and come up because they're like, ooh, that's the lady that has that magic blanket. Um, and so <laughs> you, do, you do end up getting um, kind of that response. And, and you, like I said, from, from my work experience, I've seen both sides of that. So um, it's kind of fun to be on the other side once in a while. No, sure. <laughs> oh, Rainy, wow, that's a great thing to mention, too. We don't think, again, if you're not, you know, if you haven't been around horses, uh, horses very long or at all, um, they have very long memories. Again, because uh-huh. they're expert observers of their environment, and they don't have all the day-to-day junk that crowds into their brain like we do. And, you know, just this was before Beamer days, but, you know, just saying, you know, when you mentioned that, Rainy, I thought, well, surprised it was, an, it was our mare. But one time yeah. <laughs> um, when the vet came out to, uh, she needed, oh, West Nile or something like that, and um, he got it into a muscle, and she hated him for the rest of her life. So literally, he <laughs> could not drive the property without having, um, you know, um, ears flattened and charging at the fence. Uh-huh. He, yep. So he never approached her again, ever. And, um, you know, it was for years because she lived a good 10 years after that. So, um, anyway, people might not, you know, be aware of that, that that something about horses, you know, it's very important as a prey animal to remember, oh, here's a place where something attacked me or here's a place that something bad happened. And so they definitely don't forget. Um, Anyway, yeah, those are the... There, I think we probably all have a lot of stories about that, and, and uh, they seem to be more <laughs> pronounced with me. What a surprise! But yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just looking at these at the other responses to see if anybody said something that that we wanted to um, kind of. There are some people who say they they can't put anything on their horse's legs, um, and. Again, I would encourage, as we've talked about here, work with the horse and see if that is, you know, what the source of that problem is, if it's related to the beamer or not. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things to try. Um, but the first thing is always, re- you know, either stop it immediately, reduce the time, or get it off of the skin, you know, so that you can um, you can reduce the intensity and that's what the blanket's good for because we know that the blanket reaches everywhere and you might not need to use the cuffs. Um, do we have anybody that wants to talk about that, Rainy? No. They just want to hear us okay. talk about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did I did want to mention one thing, too, because people are always wondering about this comes up in our regular academies and our equine academies, whatever, um, that, you know, they're, they're wondering about what you can post on Facebook or Instagram, what you can do. And uh, I want wanted just to remind folks that there is a training tonight that Beamer is putting on for um, social media video tool training and a panel with um, uh, 
with a fellow from outside industry as well as Jessica Brown, who's in our own marketing department. And that's going to be a Zoom call. Um, there's a link for it because it was put out on the Beamer horse set, not the IBD side, but just the horse set North America. There's uh, a link for it. It comes at 5 p.m. Pacific time. If you can make that, I'm sure it'll be and it'll be available too in um, uh, through the back office ultimately. Or if you go into your BBO on the news, um, you know, just where it shows what's new on the dashboard when you first sign in. Also, there's the link there. So I, if you have questions about what you can or can't do on, or how to better take advantage of social media um, and, um, you know, some tips about how to use that, I would suggest this training. I know there's a lot in your, in your back office distributor library under sales and marketing one of the later sections, I think it's like section 19 or something, there are, um, there are a number of graphics as well as texts um, that you can, that are already, it's like they're pre, you know, they're done by the uh, marketing department, so you don't have to worry about what can I say or what pictures can I use because they've given you them. They're right there. And um, I think people don't always take, uh, you know, take the time or don't know where to look for it. So I encourage you to scroll down in that sales and marketing section and look where it talks about, um, yeah, it is section 19.2, social media assets divided between people and horses. If you look under the graphics, you know, they're usually, um, they're, some say, um, have a couple things, you know, like only the best for your horse with a picture of Mavis Spencer. Or um, some little, they have little FAQs or things with, with professional pictures. So that's one way to make it look really good. They've got some quotes from veterinarians, quotes from ambassadors. Those are really good to use. And then if you don't like those particularly, and there's a lot to choose from, you can look at... Um, um, in that same section under where they've said, you know, graphics, then you can also look at the captions and hashtags. And um, that's where they've given you, um, you know, little quips and things like that that you could say and be able to put them out there. So I'm trying to look for an example here. Uh, there, the the um, captions, there's Beamer product information, PEMF information, what is PEMF, general wellness captions, um, you know, things like um, does your horse experience stress during transportation? Well, we know the answer is that yes. Um, the Beamer <laughs> yes. horse said it's proven to relax horses, ensuring they'll be competition ready when you reach your destination. Um, so little, um, those wellness captions and things are ones where you don't have to get it approved or send it in or anything like that because it's generated by the company. I encourage you to, to look at that. Um, and also, if you can catch the training this afternoon, that would be good too. So those were my suggestions in that regard. Perfect. Well, we have, I thought, I think this is Kate, and I, but I thought she went away and maybe she's raised her hand again. So I'm going to just check in. Um, Kate, did you have another question or am I just trying yes. to reopen your line again yes. for no reason? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, no, no, I, I did. Have, 
Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, we can. Okay, great. Uh, yes, I, a couple of questions popped into my mind, and maybe you won't have time for all of them. But one is, is it ever a, a good idea to put the horse blanket on the horse and then gently walk them while they're having their session? That's one question. And the other question came up, uh, it's more of a warranty issue. I know um, I found out with my human unit that um, the B-grip, the cord where it attached to the grip, split, the plastic split off of it, and that is not covered under any warranty because it's not considered a manufacturer's problem. So I had to just buy a new B-grip. Um, and it was within warranty, so that's how I know it. Any little issues about warranty with the horse unit that might not be commonly known? And um, if a person, this is another question, if a person buys a horse unit, do they have a 30-day return window, like with the human unit? So I'll let you guys just attack those questions as you want. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, let's. Start from from the most recent one. That's our rainy. Go ahead if you want. Go to ahead. No, nope. no. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the thirty no, day money start, back. But I'll add in too. <laughs> thirty day money back guarantee minus ten percent applies to the horse set as well. Um, and you know warranty issues again um, are you know do not cover operator error. And that's why the kicking off of the cuffs came up, you know, very strongly. If the horse kicks off the cuff and it goes flying and flying in, you know, into a wall and smashes the battery or the horse steps on it, that's not going to be covered under warranty um, because um, that's something that you're, you know, that you have to be sure that it's being used properly and watch out for things like that that don't happen. Um, that's the only warranty issue that I can think of that isn't covered. Um, we also always recommend, you know, the batteries are replaceable. I haven't had to replace any of mine, but um, if so, they have to be replaced by the company. It's not something that you can try and do your own repairs because if you try and do your own stuff, that can void the warranty. So those are the two instances. Uh, Rainy and Tiff, can you think of anything else about about warranty? I think I think the only thing that I hear people maybe that you might get is uh, some people are sometimes people have issues with the Velcro, um, whether they've used it too much or things. And I I don't believe that is covered under warranty either. I've never had to try to do that. Um, but that would be probably the most common thing that I would say we hear people with questions about is you know is the is the Velcro parts. And I don't honestly, I don't notice it as much. I don't hear that question as much with the the V3 as I did with the V2. Um, we used to yeah. have that question a lot with that cuff for the V2. So, yeah, made it stronger Velcro yeah. with the. Cuff. I've had people get yeah. the Velcro. You know, they had trouble with the boots, and you know, you got to keep the Velcro clean. That's why we talk about yeah. that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, had people be able to get them replaced. So, that but that's not common. Yeah, and and I, I would have, say, oh, 
Yeah, and I would just I, I would just say usually Beamer has been really good about um, even if things are either out of warranty, you know, you've passed the, the you know the the time for the warranty, or it's not something that's strictly within warranty. I've always had Beamer really be very helpful and give discounted um, replacements and um, things like that. So I, I will say I've, I've had tremendous um, appreciation for for the way they handle you know any kind of repairs that need to be made made with in in or out of warranty so um yeah go ahead tiff echo that as well the warranty is really good um what cindy had said i just want to add a, a little thing it doesn't cover wear or tear either which i think applies to the, the type of situation she talked about but i had one client that has lots of animals and um she had a warranty issue with the unit and with actually one of the cuffs. And so I shipped it, to, I, I, which I also want to highly encourage, make sure you take care of your clients because when they have an issue, they're going to reach out to you and you need to be on the ball. So she reached out to me. I lined it all up. And how I did that was um, just a little side note, but I, I get the information from Beamer and then I email it to her so she has a shipping label because they provide a shipping label when you ship it to them to get repaired. And in her instance, some of it was covered under warranty, and which was the battery. And the other part was a little tear that she had from one of her dogs, I think, chewed on the cuff a little bit. And so they asked <laughs> if she wanted to have that fixed. And she said, yes, go ahead. And they send an invoice. And they're very, like Rainy just said, they're very helpful. It is good to follow up with them, though, because they think they're very busy. So I do follow up with them every other day, for sure, after they receive the product to make sure that, hey, how's it going, what's going on, and get the ball rolling a little quicker because I want to take care of my client. And she got it back, and she's very happy. And so that's the wear and tear and the warranty. But I just wanted to share that example. So when you do have this happen with the client, you can take care of them and know you're doing it well because Beamer does a really good job of fixing it and getting it sent back as quickly as they can, but it is good to follow up. That is an excellent example, you know, Tiff. And, you know, obviously taking care of your customers, it's not like, yeah, just call in and, and, you know, have them talk to a customer service. You know, it's much better to do it proactively yourself because people can sometimes get confused and they don't understand the process. So I'm really glad to hear you say that and to, and to share it because I think, um, yeah, that might not be something that people would think of. Um, yeah, because and, there's certain steps on how the process works too. Um, maybe we should talk about that too. I don't know if we want to dig that deep into it, but. Yeah, I mean, that well, might be good conversation to have like um on a make a kind of a show about it <laughs> because yeah it is there's sure. a lot of steps to it and taking care of our client customers is you know an important part of it so we can talk about different aspects of how we do that i think that's a good idea because there's a lot to to talk about there absolutely um i i've lost track of what the first question was though that was not the warranty oh issue. walking your horse when they're under beamer oh, and walking. i would suggest walking. no yeah me too me too. I mean, I don't think there's anything – I was going to say, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it if this is your horse that you've been 
you know, beaming forever and you have to get from one place to the next. I don't think it's like a absolute no, don't do it. It's a bad thing to do. But um, I certainly would never do it in the beginning or like at a demo or anything like that. You're just not going to, the horse isn't going to get that physical response that we like to see. Um, That's why we talk about, you know, finding a quiet place, not place with a lot of distractions, leaving their head loose enough that they can drop it. Um, I mean, if you, you have a horse that's in the middle of a barn and they're, you know, feeding other horses or horses are constantly walking by or, you know, things like, you know, they're walking by with hay. Uh, the horse is never going to ha- relax enough to, for you to get those, those physical responses. Um, so that's kind of just my opinion for, for that in general. Yeah. And we do say, you know, that it's recommended that, that, you know, the beamer be used while the horse is at rest. Because mm-hmm. um, you're trying to reduce the stimulation from outside things so that they can focus and kind of zone out, if you will, as Rainey said. Um, so, again, not not to hurt them, but it's just not um, – it takes away from the experience, put it that way. So, did, Kate, did we answer your, your questions? questions? <laughs> yeah, it, it did. Uh, there was just one more thing about the warranty. Um, I had a human unit <clears> – <throat> that I transferred to another person and there was a year left on the warranty. And what they told me was that if the new person has a problem with the unit when it goes out of warranty and wants a replacement, let's say the B box, then that person can buy percent of cost. Do they do that with the horse unit as well? Um, I don't I don't know about the horse unit specifically, but everything I've ever had, because um, I had somebody that needed to replace a, a B body, and it wasn't a t- warranty transfer or anything. It was just a it was just a customer. But cause it's, because if you do the warranty transfer correctly, they are just like a customer, so it should all apply. Um, but right. everything that I've ha- I had somebody who had a five year old, six year old unit, and um, that they needed to replace the B body, and they offered it to them at a discount. I've, I've never had somebody have to pay um, full price for a replacement, does even it, out of warranty. Apply, does that apply to the horse set as well? Well, you know, this, this horse set is not 2020, so, I mean, we we don't have a lot yeah. of units yet that are out of warranty. Um, and so I don't know that we've had, you know, other than, um, like, I haven't had any where that has come up. I don't know for a fact that that applies. I would believe that it does, but I don't want to, you know, say for sure that I know that's true. suspect it would be. I, I, no I, I can tell you for sure that I had a, a client that had a V2 and a V3. Their V2, they left in on a horse in a stall, came back, the horse had shook it off and stepped on it and tore it. Um, and they, it was when the, after the, of course, after the V3 was out, um, so they weren't selling the V2 anymore, but they, um, did replace it. Uh, it was out of warranty also. It was, it had been years. Um, and they did replace it at a, I don't know what the discount was, but it was a, I was shocked at how good of a price they gave them for a replacement blanket. Well, that's really, I, when I found that out about the human unit, I thought, wow, that is fantastic. That's, that's quite amazing. Absolutely. They're very well, good. When Thank people so say extended warranty, I think what what you'll find out, and I will tell you this about the human unit, um, Kate, is that when the, the person gets, if, if they, uh, 
get this discounted price to replace it, the warranty on that replacement part is two years, not three. So just be aware of that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kate. Those are good questions and, and good things to, to that we should talk about. I appreciate your questions. Um, we did have somebody else raise their hand at the last second, and I, I we're about to run out of time, but I'm wondering if they maybe have something to add to, to this um, topic. I'm going to open their line, but if it's a new question, I may just ask you to call back in next week. Um, I've got area code uh, 248. Area code 248, you're live on Blog Talk. It's actually a question for Tiff regarding kicking off the boot, so I can call back okay. another time. If... Uh, well, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead real quick, because we're never sure when we're going to have Tiff, so please go ahead. Okay. Um, you mentioned that the, your horse uh, kicks off the back boot, but you had a, a boot on the front as well. Does the, uh, is your horse bothered by leaving the boot on the front, or do you just take both boots off? So my horse specifically does not like back boots or or polos or anything on her back legs at all. Front legs, she does bell boots and um, sport boots, all of that, polo wraps, all of those things she's completely fine with on her front front legs, but it's the back legs that she just doesn't like. And so I alternate is what I do with her, and I've worked with her a lot to, to earn her trust and know that she loves the beamer and she tolerates the boots or cuffs on her <laughs> one cuff her back leg on her back leg at a time she won't do both she will not do both because she can't she just doesn't like it and so that's what i have found that works for her so you're saying she can't do both back legs at the same time or both two boots one on the front one on the back at the same time that's what i've worked with her to do now i'd like to say that i eventually we'll get both back legs and the beamer on both back legs, but I just, I, I've slowly worked with her enough <laughs> now to get her to trust me with the one leg. So that's my goal is to have both yeah. back legs at the same time, but we haven't got that oh. far. And it's always on program one. Right. Okay. Thank I you. haven't even got her to program two yet. So eventually. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. What's the time? Thank you. How long have you been working with her? Give people an idea of how long this has taken you. So about a year. Okay. That's important to understand. Yeah. Maybe more like a solid six months, though, because it's kind of hit or miss, you know, here. Maybe I'll do. Of active I don't do her all (laughs) the time, but, you know, once a week, if not every two weeks, I'll, I'll do her. It depends on the season. You know, when I'm in the summertime and spring, when we're going a lot more, I'll do her every other day or every day. So it kind of just depends the season and all of that. But, you know, a solid six months for sure. Perfect. All right. Well, we are just about to run out of time, but um, let's, let's do any final words for anybody and then call it a, call it a week. Uh, uh, Tiffany, final words from you for today. No, it was a great block talk. Thanks, Rainey. Thanks, Cindy. And thanks all the callers for calling in. It's great to be here. And I look forward to, to sharing again another time. Great. Always to have you on. Always, always great to have you on, Tiff. Thanks. And Cindy. Um, I just have a quick one for Dexter because I know that Dexter's called in with a lot of questions. And he's he's kind of, a, you know, one of our 
distributors who's not familiar with horses and he's working his way through it. So my recommendation in, in addition to all the other things we said is that, you know, you spend some time with equine anatomy. Go online and get pictures of horse parts because there's some parts that are more um, important to um, the beamer use. So I want you to look up so that you know what the withers are, what the pole is, where the hocks are, where the stifle is. Frog is not something that lives in a pond. Um, <laughs> and we'll just start with those... Uh, you know, those few uh, body parts and you look up uh, the definition so that you can find them on the horse because those are ones that uh, interact with, um, you know, Beamer, either in terms of placement uh, for the blanket or the cuffs. So recommend that for everybody. If you don't know horse anatomy, there's some words that don't, you know, um, a poll is not a place that you go to vote. So um, those are things <laughs> that you want to so that's my final today. Absolutely. And that's good advice. You know, we know Dexter is one of our new um, just, you know, horse distributors and just learning about horses, but we have a lot of people um, that listen to our show that are. So th that's great advice for anybody who's starting to, to, to get into the horse world is, yeah, know some of those basic parts. Absolutely. And um, and I do um, thank you, Tiff, for bringing up that we're talking about taking care of your um, your customers and all of that. We definitely want to do a call about that and really talk about how we can support our customers because that is a big part of what our job is. This is why you can't just go onto like Amazon or eBay or wherever and, and order a, a Beamer. This is why Beamer has set it up where you order it through a distributor because you get that support. Um, and it was you know designed that way for a reason. So we we definitely yeah, really should talk about how we can take care of them. Yeah, really. It's not it's not the selling part. It's being able to address the issues afterwards. So that'll be yeah, a good show. Absolutely. I think so too. And I think something we need to really should talk about more. So I'm glad you brought that up and we will talk about that next time. Um, all right. Well, thank you everyone for calling in for your questions, your, your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for, for interacting with us because we'd love to, to be able to um, talk about the things that you want us to talk about. So thank you for doing that. Um, be sure to tune into all the other days. They're doing great things on other days of blog talk, but we are going to meet you here back next Thursday to talk about horses. All right, everyone. I hope you have such a great week. Um, I'm on my way shortly after this call to California to go and do, um, um, do a Beamer event, which I'm excited about because it's been so long. Um, and so anyone that's in that California area, I hope you guys are going to go and, and meet our founder, um, uh, tonight and this weekend if you are doing any of those events. I hope to see you there. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have such a great week. See you Bye. Soon, Bye, Tiff. Thanks. Bye, Cindy. Bye. See you soon, Cindy. Bye. Yep. See you. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.